Welcome to Square Gators, the local harness racing show. This is all a part of the Super Saturday Sports Show that you can listen to as to keep up to date with all things happening locally and around the world in the world of harness racing. The show airs on a weekly basis on a Saturday throughout the year and is hosted by local harness racing identity Daniel Hibbert on 1FM Shepherd and Radio. Welcome back to the Super Saturday Sports Show. We're in Square Gators and what a big day of racing we do have here at 1FM 98.5 across the state, across three states really, if you include Ascot and Perth and and Sydney as well. Of course, uh, the Inner Dominion continues up in Queensland at Albion Park. The Meadows, of course, with the Dogs, a Silver Chief uh, heats tonight. And Dan Hibbard's having a rest. From, of course, the Meadows and Sandown and all things Greyhounds. He won't be calling tonight, but he'll be back for the Big Phoenix uh, this time next week. How are you, Dan? Very well, Stats. Yes, uh, enjoying a uh, a weekend off for, for the first time in a, about a five weeks or six weeks or something. So uh, nice to uh, yeah, nice to have a bit of a, a spell. So it's been a uh, very uh, busy uh, month with, obviously, the Melbourne Cup um, last week, and uh, that was a, a brilliant race, one of the best uh, finishes to a, a, a Melbourne Cup that there's been. Uh, there was certainly there was about five chances turning for home, and uh, the roughy got up and uh, won in Aussie Rocks, be- beating Big Energy, who was a, a massive performance. But it was a, a hell of a race and a hell of a night there at Sandown last week. It tends to be uh, when these big races at the Greyhounds, anything can tend to happen. And we've seen that over the last couple of years. But we, we think a Greyhound going into it like Big Energy has the race at its mercy, but it doesn't always turn out to be the case. No, that's exactly right. I think it's been... I think there's a, there's a crazy stat that there's the, uh, there's been a lot of year, number lot of number of years since the last favourite actually won uh, the Melbourne Cup. So there's been second favourites and third favourites, but there's uh, the, the the top pick in the market hasn't actually won the Cup for quite some time. But uh, no, it was a, a great race, and uh, uh, the uh, the coverage has been superb on on .com. And we've got uh, one more night to go, and it's certainly the big uh, the big race, the Phoenix, and it's uh, the field that they've drawn together for that is. Uh, is is remarkable and it's going to be uh, one of the best races you'll see next Saturday night. And before we get on to the week that was locally in harness racing, the Inner Dominion series continues up there at Albion Park. I've got to say, like, I love the Inner Dominion. I, I've found it hard to get into this Inner Dominion series this time in. I don't know if it's because it's at, in Brisbane or if it, 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 it seems uh, it's the wrong time of year. I'm not exactly sure why, but... Look, I've followed it because it's the Inner Dominion, but I'm finding it hard to get into it, Dan. It's just one of those series. Like, it's, it's you know, obviously the last round of heats is on tonight. I just, I know that they try to promote it and advertise the fact that it's on, but it just doesn't seem to be, um, just doesn't seem to be sort of right, you know, right in the faces of, of racing participants. Well, I, I remember on. it used to polarise, you know, you knew it was coming, you knew the series, you knew the venues and leading. you knew going into this this night, the last round of heats, you knew exa- you, there was so much, uh, you know, press uh, about who, how many points horses had and what they needed to do to make the final and who could get in and who could get, but it just doesn't seem to happen like that anymore. I mean, it's just... It's it feels like it's not the it's not that they don't care, but it just feels like there's you know not as much, you know, of the pushing of that uh, that information and you know making it a, a real sto- storylines. And I don't, I don't know what the 
I don't know what the issue, uh, what the answer is to the issue, but um, uh, it's just one of those series. And obviously, you know, you you do get the horses that travel from Victoria and New South Wales, but then obviously you've got to have that the local base that fills up the the numbers for the rest of the heat. So, I mean, it hasn't been a in terms of a a, a punting or a you know uh, a a series where all the favourites have been clean sweeping all the heats. It certainly hasn't been that way. There's been uh, there's a few that have got through. Uh, obviously, Leap to Fame's got through undefeated. Olavici's gone through uh, as well as Just Police. So there's the, the Trotters have sort of. Yeah, they, they have gotten through, but I found it interesting the way the Queensland drivers do try to take these favourites. Oh, on. they're very, they're very good drivers in Queensland, they're, and their horse, they drive their horses to win. It's not, uh, you know, it's not like they're trying to uh, give them a cosy run to try and, try and sneak through. That they, they make sure you earn it, um, and uh, you're not going to get, a, you're not going to get away with a, an easy run. So. Look, so the tactics wise it's been fascinating yeah. like that. And it's gonna be and that's gonna what'll happen after tonight. So tonight we've got the, the third round of heats, um uh, which then leads to the, the final uh, next Saturday night. But there'll be there'll be those ones that are right on the edge of uh, getting through with points that uh, they'll be desperately driven to get through and um there'll be those other ones, the ones that are pretty well short of a start that'll be just trying to get a a nice run and uh, not uh, you know not burn the candle out too much, so they've got something left for next week. What was the week that was locally, Dan, in harness racing? Yeah, it's been a, a good week. We go back to Melton last Saturday night. Uh, I'm not sure whether we took this in the quaddy or not. I think I might have left this out and might have said that it was... Uh, might just have to pay to watch, and that's Golden Sunset for Juanita Breen. It was a $15 chance. Uh, the mare, she was first up. And that was probably my only issue with her was the fact that she was first up. Uh, she hadn't raced since July, but she led and she led all the way and she tends to do her best racing early in her campaign. Um, and she was a $15 chance and she led all the way, two minutes, 0.5. So well done to Juanita and the team there. Uh, good uh, good effort, particularly to win a metropolitan race, class race um, first up. It's not all, not easy to do it. Uh, but she is a uh, she's a very consistent mare, and she's uh, been able to get a, a well-deserved first-up victory at Melton on Saturday. So we go to uh, Shepparton on Tuesday, just gone. Uh, there was a 10-race card there. The two-year-old maiden was won by Ticker Lock for Lisa and Mark Pitt. Let all the work forward to lead, 158.8. Comfortable victory for it. That's why always be Mickey out of timely lock. Uh, Major Thinker made a double for the stable in the second and was a dollar thirty favourite a little the way. Won by twenty metres, one fifty nine point eight. Uh, was expected to win and did so accordingly. Season Hero was another winner for Clive Dalton and Dave Moran. Led all the way in the three year old. Uh, sorry, in the um, in the third race, the three year old by Huntsville uh, was too good, one fifty eight point eight. Three year old Phillies Maiden was won by Lilibet for Stephen Duffy and Cody Rochenberger. $14 chance um, on the fixed odds. Got a, a decent run, 158.8. Um, they didn't go ridiculously quick early, uh, which um, allowed it to get into the... Uh, allowed it to uh, sprint home strongly, and uh, it was too good there. Lily Bep, Cashflow Cassie won the fifth for Nev Pangrazio. Led all the way. It was a $10 chance. It was probably a bit surprising that it was that price, but uh, 157.3 was the rate there. Just beating Feel the Rain and Changeover Girl. Captain Confetti won for Cole Godden and Josh Duggan. Another winner for Cole, whose stable is very, very consistent. 
and uh, a lot of them get up at uh, at decent odds when they do win. So it was able to beat Son of the Shark and Mongiana, uh, 159-1. Papa Leo won the seventh, Jack Law and Julie Douglas. Uh, was able to win, uh, 157.3 was the rate there. Twixton won the trot for David Aiken, led all the way, 158.3, the, the, uh, the rate over the sprint trip. That's two wins in a row. We mentioned it last week, winning uh, at a decent price at uh, Yarra Valley uh, in a stand start, back to a mobile, and made it two wins on the bounce. The ninth was won by Agent Callan for David Kennedy, Jackson Painting, led all the way in 157.5. And the last Starlight Red uh, was able to win and beat the odds-on favourite Crookwell Eyes in a 2.6.3 mile rate from the stand. Uh, Starlight Red was the only horse off the front mark and it was able to lead and despite pulling hard, was too good. So that was Shepparton on Tuesday. Uh, Swan Hill Wednesday, Alex Ashwood uh, drove, had the first two winners of the night. Cherokee Jack was the second winner for Noel, owner Noel Tindall out at Nathalia. Uh, going very well, this uh, four-year-old, since joining Alex Stable. I think it's uh, been uh, in the winner's list three, out of, uh, three times now um, since joining Alex's Stable. It uh, was a big winner first up at Ararat and has been able to get another couple of wins on the board. So going extremely well is uh, is that horse. Uh, there was no other local flavour. Oh, sorry, Paul Ralton's right. That's the one I had to mention. Paul Ralton's horse, Morocco Shark, won the fifth race. This was the Battlers in the Bush Maiden. This race, um, for whatever reason, was one of the craziest races I reckon I've seen in a very long time. Morocco Shark sat in the death, um, couldn't get the lead and was just tough, tough, tough. Looked like it was going to get beaten 99 times out of 100, but then there was all sorts of crazy stuff happening behind it. There was horses coming down the outside that looked like they were going to win, uh, that locked wheels um, and then couldn't uh, and then galloped and the, the favourite got into trouble galloping. It was just a funny finish to the race. And Morocco Sharp was, although very tight at the finish, the last quarter was 326 but uh, it was able to win uh, and hold off and get the maiden victory for Paul. So well done there. Four, it's a by four, four-year-old by four-stars shark and uh, a good effort to score in the in the Battlers of the Bush maiden there at Swan Hill. Uh, going to Wagga during the week, Dave Abrahams took major milestone, the three-year-old filly, up to Wagga to win and it led all the way in 154.9 over the sprint trip up there at Wagga. And last uh, night at Bendigo, Haranya was a good winner for Craig and Abby Turnbull. Um, just got home in 155.9, beating Jeremy Wells. And the final winner on the card there at uh, Bendigo last night was for the O'Donoghue-Bartley combination. Monsieur Maland won a three-year-old Colt by Huntsville, and it went 158.7 to win the three-year-old Maiden. So... That was a wrap of all the local flavour across the last uh, seven days. I think I missed one last week, uh, stats, which I inadvertently missed, and I'll make mention of it now, was um, the winner of the Young Cup last week was uh, Max Delight for Dave Aiken. Nathan Jack took the drive. Um, That race was over 2,800 metres, which I think worked out to like four laps of of Young, which is a pretty uh, very uh, rarely run trip, I would have thought, but... Good performance to win. Uh, I think it was a $4 chance. Beat the odds on favourite. Um, so well done to Dave and the team there winning the Young Cup. Uh, there's a few of those New South Wales Country Cups coming up across the next uh, little while. And uh, I'm sure there'll be a few Victorians trying to uh, 
go north and, and pinch some money. But uh, well done to the team there the other week. No worries, Sam. Go to a sponsor's break coming out the other side. And we'll try and find the winner, of course. Don't go anywhere. We've got Melton this evening, the Meadows tonight. We've got Ballarat Cup Day, Ranwick, the Ingham, of course, at Ranwick. Ascot's got the Perth Cup. Oh, not the Perth Cup. That's January 1, isn't it? But the Perth Cup at the Norvely Stakes today. A lot to talk about. Gamble responsibly. We'll try and find the winner after this. The Marupna Golf Club, home to the Goulburn Valley's only full-length driving range, and it's open to the public seven days a week. Yep, that's right. You don't need to be a member to use the driving range. But with some of the best value for money golf memberships on offer, why not take the plunge and join with unlimited golf all year round? Come and meet our PGA pro, Ben Weatherly. Need a lesson? Yep, Ben's got you covered there too. You're welcome here at the Friendly Club, the Marupna Golf Club. One FM sponsor. Albury Antiques Shepparton's flash sale is on now. Save 30% on all furniture, clearing French, English, German and Australian antique furniture, all 30% off. Be amazed at our range and delighted at our prices. Hurry in to Albury Antiques Shepparton's 30% off flash sale, 159 High Street. Station sponsor. Let Merit Funeral Services take the stress out of your funeral arrangements. Whether you're looking to prepay a funeral, arrange a bond or pre-arrange a complete funeral, Merit Funeral Services are just a phone call away. They can even come direct to you anywhere across the region to help walk you through the process each and every step of the way. With more than 40 years industry experience, expect nothing less than service and advice that exceeds your expectations. Let Merit Funeral Services take care of everything. Phone 58251651. 1FM sponsor. You're tuned to Super Saturday Sport on 1FM, your one stop for all your sports news. You are certainly tuned to Square Gators, the Super Saturday Sport Show here at 1FM 98.5 Live and Local Sport, 12 minutes to 11. There will be a news update at 11am as we look to find a winner with Dan Hibbard, Gamble Responsibly. Let's have a look at Melton, Dan. Yeah, good card there at Melton tonight. Uh, we'll try and land the multi, as we always try to do. First legs race one, number four, hot deal for Aaron Dunn's been... Uh, in fact, this has been absolutely crunched on um, on fixed odds. When I looked at it before to work out the multi, it was around the $2.10 mark. It, been two, it was two seventy when markets open. It's now $1.50. So it's got right into a very short quote. So um, that changes the price of the multi significantly. But I think... Given that support, it would suggest it's going to be very hard to beat. And I think it will be hard to beat as well. Comes off um, a run in the Melton City Council Sprint last start behind Mike Wildfire and Curly Jones where they went 152.5. He comes back to this race tonight where he's certainly the class runner. If it leads, it's going to be awfully hard to beat. So race one, number four, but the value has gone. Second leg is uh, race four, number three, Bulletproof Boy, who's also a shade of odds on. At a dollar seventy-five, but I'm, I just can't see how they could possibly beat him. But on his last run, he beat most of these horses last start from a second-line draw. We know that he's good, uh, good enough from a front-line draw, which he doesn't seem to draw most of the time. So if he uh, gets to the front, as I suspect that he probably will, uh, I think he's going to be awfully hard to beat in that a six-horse race. He should be leading and, and being very hard to beat. So the multi race one number four into race four number. Two, Three, um, $2.62. Yeah, well, it was about three eighty or something. Two seventy powered up. So the value's completely gone. That's only gone in like the last half an hour, 40 minutes. 
uh, when I was working, or probably like an hour, I should say. But um, yeah, they've crunched in hot deal there, so it's been smashed on the fixed odds already. So not a lot of value there, but hopefully we can find a, a little bit of coin to, to have a look at the quaddy, which I think is a little bit tricky early, early on. We go a bit skinnier after that. The first league's the Victoria Size Classic, and it's a wide open affair, I thought. Uh, numbers in the first league uh, 1, 2, 3, 5, 8, 10, and 12. Um, the one's the favourite, our Vincent Van, uh, Vincent can go. Uh, down the track last time behind Better Eclipse. Gets the plum drawed. One, two in a row before that. I think it's going to be hard to beat, but I wouldn't uh, be wanting to take it one out or anything. Uh, and hence why I've taken quite a few in that first leg. Second leg is the Gordon Rothigan Memorial Championship final. Numbers here are 1, 7, 10 and 12. Um, it's an interesting race. Very even field. Magnetic Terror was most impressive in its uh, heat win number 10. Uh, it's got that second row draw to deal with again, but if it repeats what it did last week, it's going to be very hard to beat. I think Illawong Awesome from the pole, you've got to throw it in. It's got to be some sort of hope from there. Uh, VMG McRae was also a very impressive heat winner, but it'll need luck from that wide draw. And Coravalli Star was third for Andy Gath last start, and uh, that was uh, first... Uh, First run here in, in Australia since coming from New Zealand when the, ran in the Kokura Cup. So I think we may have taken it in the multi last week. I'm not quite sure if I can remember that correctly, but I think it'll improve somewhat in, in the final tonight. So 1 7, 10, 12th, second leg. Third leg narrowed it down to 8 and 9. Uh, with all the good trotters up north, it makes it uh, a little bit more uh, a little bit uh, more even, these races. I know Golden Sunset in this, is in this race, but I'm willing to risk her tonight. Kyla Volley, Hotspur and Egret, I think, are the top two. They're going very well, uh, and I think they'll battle that race out. And the last look at the Quaddy Race 8, numbers here are 3 and 8. Ideal Escape's going well for Julie Douglas and Ellen Tormey, and Raw for Roscoe was really good first up uh, from a spell when second behind Arnie's Army last week. Uh, small field suits, and I think you'll get a nice run from that second row draw. So the Quaddy, $112 for the full percentage, but obviously take it for a percentage. 1, 2, 3, 5, 8, 10, 12, into 1, 7, 10, 12, into 8, 9, into 3, and 8. $5 gets you 4%, Dan. Yep, so we'll just sort of uh, see if we can get a, a little bit of return on our investment there. It's, uh, as I say, it's not uh, not the re- most easiest Quaddy, particularly early on. I know you're not calling it the Meadows tonight, and I know they've got the, uh, they're called Silver Chief Heats. Uh, yep. Have you got one for us or yeah, two for us there? Yeah, it's it's a good card, and obviously the, the Heats of the Silver Chief, uh, this is for the boys. It's a Group 1 final next uh, Friday, next Saturday night, so really looking forward to to the, that race in particular. So there's, uh, there's six Heats tonight. Uh, the first of those is race five. Uh, I'd probably be ris- risking the favourite in the hub. I thought it was really disappointing last time out. It's got a lot of ability, um, but oh, I think it, they've really pushed him into this grade of uh, you know the top class racing, maybe a touch too sh- too quick. So might steer clear of him. I think Mapunga shines a, a decent chance in that first heat number four. Second heat, Tim Zoo just picks himself from the red. He'll be really hard to beat. Uh, based on what he did in the Melbourne Cup series. Uh, Navarino's the favourite in the third leg of the Quaddy Race 7, but I'm not sure where to put him at the moment. I think here comes blue number four and eight. Aston Costello are good hopes in that race, as is Soda Frank, who's going quite well. So it's a very even heat, that one, I thought. 
Um, the lock of the night's Morton. Morton will win his heat. He's a dollar thirty-five in the last leg of the quaddie, but he's going to be a reserve, I would imagine, for the Phoenix. Uh, he was probably a bit stiff not to get selected, but he'll win his heat tonight. I've got no doubt about that. He's uh, he's a very very good dog. Uh, the Fifth heat, Shimmer Current, number two, is going to be hard to beat, but Aston Luciano's racing well. And the last heat of the um, the Silver Chief, Rocket Rights, the obvious. He's $1.35, but he should be winning from the red. No worries, Dan. And uh, we might have a look now at, uh, obviously, we'll have a look at the horse racing, the gallop scene, and we'll go to Ballarat standalone meeting. What do you think of the standalones, Dan? Are you a fan of them? Yeah, it's a good idea, particularly for those uh, for the Ballarats, the Cranburns, that sort of thing, I think it sort of suits that demographic well. Um, and uh, I they, think it's good this time of year yeah, too. It's, it's placed well. It is the, with the Christmas parties once at the races the, and once the Spring Carnival finishes, once the Flemington, once you get past that Melbourne Cup Carnival, it really dives away very quick. Like the the interest sort of yeah. wanes a little bit. Um, but I think this is a good idea to put this. Uh, you you you're not going to lose anything by doing it. I think it's a good idea. Well, I'm look. I know it, it's a non-winner as such, but I'm on it today in the Ballarat Cup. Race eight, number one, Young Verva. But I'm going to have it two dollars the win on Swords Drawn as well, number five. Good race. I'm not sure what the weather's doing down there at the moment. I was just listening to the radio on the way in, and it's uh, they've had a bit of rain, but not enough to impact it at this stage. But if they do get a bit more, uh, bit more rain, it might make a bit of a difference. Just Folk was really good last week, but only just got home. Um, I'm, I'd be picking the four, ain't no deal done for the Freedmans and Declan Bates. Comes off a win at Mooney Valley, uh, and I think it'll go well in this race. It's the the rain, Dan, worry for ain't no deal done. Possibly, uh, he's probably not not suited to a, a real soft track. But they've said good four at the moment. They said it's a good four. They've had about four mil. Uh, if they don't get any more, that four mil won't make any difference. They said so. That's what I'm sort of banking on. I think the weather might pass. Uh, and that's why I've said ain't no deal done. But I, I do agree. If it, if it gets wet, uh, if they do get more rain, he's probably not a, a, a an investment opportunity there. If it does get wet, that what that's what brings just folk into the action for sure. Uh, my best of the day at Ballarat comes up in race nine, the the race after the cup. It is race nine, number three, taunting. It's going to be really hard to beat. It's good form's really good. A win, a two wins and a second in its last three comes off that Cranbourne win. Uh, last time out and uh, steps up in trip to the 1100 from the 1000 but really shouldn't make too much difference you wouldn't have thought and I've got a uh, one that I like at uh, Ballarat on an each way basis I actually like race six number four Golden Crusader on an each way basis it's had specking two 13s into eight so Jamie Carr takes the ride, won four of 15, so uh, yeah, and comes back from a, a fourth at uh, Morfittville last start when wasn't beaten all that far. And we'll have a look at, of course, uh, the Ingham up there at Randwick. And look, I, I, I swear I was going to get off this horse one day, but just at the price, I can't. Race seven, number six, Oscar Panko. I'm giving it one more try. I can't let it go around $11 and not be on it. Well, it has drawn the car park, but uh, in barrier twenty-four, but obviously comes into barrier twenty with all of the the, the emergencies not getting a run. But um, if Tim Clark can uh, get a passage through there, it's certainly got to be a, a, a decent enough ch- a decent enough chance at, at each way odds. It's a hell of a race. It's a massive field, and 
I don't know whether you'd want to be taking the $4.50 about detonator Jack. I mean, I think his Christmas might have come last time out. So, uh, raffle of a race, that one, that's for sure. It's probably a, a, a leg to go very wide in the quaddy. And the Norbley Stakes over there at Ascot, where we see Zaki go around. Of course, James McDonald has come back from Hong Kong for the ride on Zaki. Look, I'm... I'm going to back Zaki today, but I'm going to have something on number 11, Asfira, as well, only because it's William Pike. Zaki, you, looking at that field, you would say, well, how does he not not win that race? I mean, he's obviously raced against the best on the eastern seaboard. As long as he's travelled over there well enough and he's he's happy, he's drawn barrier 10, but that's no issue. He'll just press forward. If he finds the front with James McDonald, it's going to be hard to beat. And you're getting two sixty about him. So yeah, not, I think it's a, bad, a great price. Not a bad price about him. Yep. He's uh, he's going to be very hard to beat in that race. Yeah, and I'm having uh, like I said, race eight, number eleven as well as Freena. I think that's how you or as Flora. I think that's how you pronounce it. But I can pronounce this. William Pike has got the ride on it, and I'm just having uh, a two horse play there. So that's it, Dan, for the second last show of the year. Yes, one to go, and uh, yep, we'll be here next week to uh, preview the uh, all the, the the Phoenix in particular. We'll be getting uh, stuck into that, and obviously the the trots and the gallops. As and well. I reckon it'll be a very uh, nervous Dan Hibbard oh, in the chair next have, Saturday morning. You have no idea what it's going to be like. It's going to be. I, I don't generally get nervous, but I think I'm going to be very toey come next Saturday. No worries, Dan. Thanks for coming in. Of course, stay tuned now for the nine news at eleven. Whatever you do, make sure you gamble for fun. And always gamble responsibly. Only bet what you can afford. If you have enjoyed the show, then please let us know what you think at our socials. 1FM, Super Saturday Sport on Facebook and Twitter. And tune in from 8am next week to find out more. Till next week, goodbye.